time when things are shifting. We're going to be, be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. What's up, everybody? It is End Time Headlines here. It is Monday, January 9th, and we welcome you to tonight's broadcast. Listen, if you're a newbie and this is your first time watching us, uh, joining us live or listening, um, if there is a comment section below where you can comment, let us know in the comments section below that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. We'd love to hear from you. Tonight, uh, we're going to start off, I'm going to give you some scriptures, and we're going to talk about these scriptures, and then I'm going to give you some stories that I believe confirm what the Word of God has warned us about that we would see as we get closer to the return of the Lord. So without further ado, let's get right into this. I want to take you to, uh, the first scripture is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-3, through 3, uh, and it says this, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And this word perilous here that's used over here by the Apostle Paul here in the Greek, it's a word meaning a very dangerous time. We would live in, we would, we would see dangerous, unprecedented and uh, tumultuous times in the last days. It would be fierce. It would be, um, the scriptures talk about men's hearts failing them. In Luke 21, for the fear of the expectation of those things coming upon the earth. Then we go to the book of Matthew, chapter 24 and verse 12. Uh, this is again Matthew chapter 24 verse 12 here. It says, because lawlessness will abound, you're going to see the love of many grow and wax cold. All right. Then we go to Luke 17 verse 26. And Jesus tells us that as it were in the days of Noah, we will see this same parallel in the days of the Son of Man or as at his return. And again, we've pointed this out in many broadcasts. If you go back to the days of Noah, Genesis chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible says the entire earth was corrupt before God and it was filled with violence. So, this is what we're talking about today. I want to talk about, I want to pull up a few stories, a few headlines over the past couple of days that are, that I would say fall right into the category of perilous. They are something in my 45 years of living, um, going on next week will be my birthday. I'll be 46. So I'm, I'm I'll go ahead and say my 46 of years of living, These are things I have never heard in my life. One of these uh, came out of a recent school. Let me let me show you the story on this. This was a 
This come out of the state of Virginia, six-year-old. Let this soak in. A six-year-old child has been brought into custody after bringing a firearm into the school. There's so much to talk about on this. And actually shot his teacher in an elementary classroom shooting. According to NBC News, this six-year-old who police say opened fire in a Virginia classroom and seriously injured a teacher was in custody on Friday. Quote, this was not an accidental shooting. Uh, this is according to the Newport News Police Chief Steve Drew. No students were injured in the afternoon shooting at Rich Neck Elementary School in Newport News. According to the official police statement, the shooting happened in a first grade classroom and the child and teacher who knew one another were apparently alone when the incident occurred. Drew said at an evening news conference, he went on to say, quote, the altercation was between a six year old, the student who did have the firearm and the teacher and then a round was fired. The teacher who was a woman in her 30s was hospitalized in critical condition. Her injuries are still considered life-threatening, but there was some improvement in the last update that they received. This was again on Friday evening. The chief said the six-year-old boy will not be identified because of his age. Quote, I am in awe and in shock and disheartened. This was the uh, public, uh, the Newport News Public Schools Superintendent George Parker III during a evening news conference, uh, James Fetterman, president of the Virginia Education Association, a union that represents many public school teachers in the state, said in a statement, the shooting is, quote, yet another example of senseless violence affecting our public schools. Yeah, but this is, guys, this is going to a whole new level. Now, that's why I want to talk about this today. When you read scriptures like 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it says that in the last days, know this, that perilous days or perilous times will be upon us. If I had to cherry pick a headline that would be the epitome of this very definition, this story, I think, takes first place. We're not talking about a 16. This is not a typo here. This wasn't a 16 year old teenager. This was a six year old child. I have a seven year old going on eight. And I cannot imagine a six year old child. First of all, wanting to shoot his teacher. Second of all, there are so many things that we need to talk about here and ask questions about. How did he obtain or she, I believe it was a he, how did they, we'll say they, how did they obtain a firearm? Um, That's what I want to know is how did they, it was a boy. Let me correct myself. The chief said that it was a six-year-old boy. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure. How did this boy obtain a firearm at six years old? Where was the parents? Where was the supervision? Where? How, why was this firearm even in the vicinity or the reach of this six-year-old boy? Again, I don't want to get into the the uh, the whole details of the name, blame, 
you know, this and that. I, I want to highlight the biblical premise of perilous times. Wouldn't you agree today that we're living in perilous times when we are seeing elementary children going into classrooms and shooting up their teachers? Now, at the end of this segment, I, we, I want to, and I knew I wanted to do this when I put this together. I want to pray specifically for anyone who's watching today who is in the, um, education department. Maybe you're a school teacher, a superintendent, uh, a helper, whatever. You're involved in the school system. I, we, we're going to pray for you at the end of this segment. So I want you to stick around with me. This is what you're looking at here is the teacher. This was the teacher. Again, 30 year old. Uh, Abby Zwerner, Zwerner, I believe that's how you pronounce that, who again remains in critical condition, uh, after being shot in the chest by this six year old. Here's a video on this. Let's watch this little clip. It's going to give you a little bit more details on this as well. Check it out. Staff at James Madison University confirmed the teacher shot in the chest by a six-year-old this week is an alumna of the school. The university posted this statement from President Jonathan Alger to their social media accounts. The statement identifies the teacher as Abby Zwerner. It also offers Zwerner prayers for her health and recovery. Newport News police say Zwerner is still hospitalized but stable. The unusual attack has people's heads shaking and wondering how a child this young could do something like this. It's shocking that a six-year-old child would be sophisticated enough, number one, to know how to possess a gun, conceal it, carry it to school, and then with discipline, fire one round at his teacher after an altercation. The police chief in Newport News met with the teacher and her family. He urged the community to keep Zwerner in its thoughts and prayers. So again, folks, we are talking about perilous times. I mean, I think we're all left shaking our head, but, but this is not the only story. Uh, let me give you another one. Now I want to take you uh, this is the New York Post. I want to give you the source for this. New Jersey art teacher overdoses on fentanyl in front of middle school students. So again, both of these incidences are taking place in the presence uh, of a school. That's why we're going to pray for some folks today that are in uh, the uh, the education industry in uh in, in in involved in the school system again in any form or matter i want you to stick around because we're going to pray for you and our teacher at a suburban new jersey middle school has been arrested after he overdosed in front of his own students frank thompson 57 years of age a teacher at roosevelt intermediate school in westfield was found unconscious and unresponsive in in a second floor classroom just just after 9 a.m on november the 29th i mean it's i don't know why we're just now hearing about this but nevertheless this is according to the westfield police department police said thompson was first observed in distress by students and was actively being treated by a school nurse when officers arrived a responding police officer immediately recognized signs that indicated the teacher was overdosing on drugs and injected him with uh, a, uh, a a drug that would pretty much try to save his life or resuscitate him. He carries on 
that he carried on his person. Thompson quickly showed signs of improvement, according to police. During a subsequent investigation, police discovered fentanyl and paraphernalia in the classroom closet. Now, again, stop. What if any of these students was exposed to this or got into the closet, whatever. Again, you could have blood on this teacher's hands because it doesn't take much to kill someone. This stuff is extremely potent and extremely powerful. We've all seen the stories. We've seen the headlines. It's, it's all out there. We keep hearing about it more and more about the fentanyl crisis across America. In a letter to parents, the school district said the classroom was sealed off and then sanitized. While the incident occurred in November, Thompson was charged on this past Thursday with possession of a controlled dangerous substance, possession of a drug paraphernalia, endangering the welfare of children, and a disorderly person offense. He's scheduled to appear in court on the 1st of February. Um, again, uh, of course, the, the police department made a statement on this as well. But again, what are we talking about here today? We're talking about dangerous uh perilous times that we're in guys listen i am i cannot express to you how thankful i am that we that our family has the ability to homeschool our children i'm just letting you know just for the peace of mind to know that i know that they're safe from gunfire mass school shootings drugs uh propaganda uh, the nonsense goes on and on. We can make a whole laundry list. And I know, listen, not everybody has that luxury, that ability or the, 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 the blessing to be able to homeschool your children. But I'm telling you, if you have the ability to do that, I'm telling you, it doesn't look any better of an, uh, of an alternative than it does now in the environment that we're in. And we know according to scriptures, it's only going to get worse. So again, Remember, it says that lawlessness will abound. Men's hearts will wax worse. Evil is going to abound. And that brings me to the next point. And you go, remember, you go to the book of uh, Luke 17. It says, as it were in the days of Noah and Lot, so shall it be in the return of the Son of Man. And we know, according to Genesis 6, that violence covered the earth. Wickedness covered the, the imagination of every man was wicked in those days. And it's going to repeat. It's go, We're going to see this same pattern and it's only going to increase as we get closer to the coming of the lord so having said i want to shift gears real quick and i want to show you another story that i believe is more credence to this cbs and walgreens are now planning to offer abortion pills following the new fda regulation Now, again, let me give you the headline here. Two of the nation's largest drugstore chains announced that they intend to sell abortion pills following the Food and Drug Administration's new regulation, allowing the medications to be offered at retail pharmacies. Now, of course, this all comes from the Supreme Court legislation that recently passed. So now there's going to now the convenience for. For. Uh society at least here in the united states you can just you can get a prescription written um from your doctor i would assume here we'll read more about this in just a second 
And you can just go into the store and your local pharmacy at Walgreens or CVS and you can obtain a pill to eliminate the child. CVS and CVS have both confirmed to CBS, uh, excuse me, Walgreens and CVS have both confirmed to CBS that they will seek certification to sell Mifrostone in states where abortions are legal. Quote, we are working through registration, necessary training of our pharmacists, as well as evaluating our pharmacy networks uh, in terms of where we normally dispense products that have extra FDA requirements and will dispense these consistent with federal and state laws, according to a, spokes, a spokesperson for Walgreens uh, that told the outlet. According to the New York Times, neither chain has provided details as to when these pills are expected to be offered or whether they would be offered only in states or via mail order or both. So not only do you have the luxury of going into the store, but now you can get them through the mail or mail order or both. Wow. The FDA's updated mandate was first announced this past Tuesday, allowing pharmacies that agreed to certain criteria to dispose the pill with a prescription order from a certified health care provider. Gee, they I'm sure the health care provider is going to go through a whole plethora of regular regulations before they just hand out a prescription to, to anyone to go and get this pill. Right. I mean, surely they wouldn't just allow someone just to come into the office and say, here's what I want. Write me a prescription and they get it and go out the door. Right. Surely. No, no, not in America. Not not in this climate. However, pharmacies in states that have that have near total abortion bans are not able to participate. Uh, Gene BioPro, the genetic maker of the pill, states on its website that the pill works by blocking the production of uh, progesterone, a hormone needed to prepare the uterine lining for successful implementation of a fertilized egg and sustain a pregnancy. It is then followed by uh misoprostol and i probably slaughtered that a drug that induces uterine contractions which expel the pregnancy look at the term they use expel the pregnancy the fda determined that removal of the in-person dispensing requirement and the addition of the requirement for certification for pharmacies were necessary to minimize the burden of the healthcare delivery system of complying with the agency's risk evaluation and mitigation strategical I'm sorry strategy oh, there's a typo there while ensuring that the benefits of Mifrostone for medical abortion outweigh the risk, he explained. So again, what are we talking about? We're talking about living in the days of perilous times. I mean, there's just no, we, now I want to talk to you for the next, how long have we been on here? We've been on here 20 minutes. Let me, give me the next 15 minutes. Uh, and that includes prayer and everything. And then we won't keep you very long on today's broadcast. Um, again, we know according to scriptures, evil is going to wax worse. Darkness is going to get darker. 
Perilous times are upon us. Again, Scripture says that men's hearts will fail them for fear of the expectations of the things which are coming upon the earth. And I don't believe that's just cosmic signs in the heavens or disasters or wars. I think I think it's going to get, again, if you go back to the days of Noah, and you look at what was taking place then. Now we could, we could go to the days of Noah and we, and the one primary thing that I think of when I think of the days of Noah, when I read Genesis six, it is talking about there that the giants that roamed the earth during that time and that civilization and during that era of time, these giants that were so wicked and so perverse, that they was infiltrating society. They were taking over society and they were leading society into complete rebellion against the God of heaven. They were leading them into total darkness, total depravity, total wickedness and abominable acts. And it was so bad that God said he was grieved and that he would destroy the entire earth and everything that had the breath of life in its nostrils. And he would start over with Noah and his family. Now we're not there yet. It's not that bad yet, but friends, it's getting there. Because we, as an American, I focus mainly on stories that are stem from here out from the West. But I don't go outside of the West very often. Now, we will. We'll talk about these if this is something I feel that's uh, relevant to the content in which we're speaking of. But again, primarily, we deal, being that I am here, I live in the States here in the West, Western, uh, uh, in the West, um, we deal with stories here. So if we're only, if we're only discussing how bad it is here, could you imagine if, uh, how bad it is outside of America as well. So we know, according to scriptures, this is only going to get worse. And it's going to be like a cancer that metastasizes and spreads throughout the entire earth. Now, what's going to spread across the earth? Lawlessness. Abominations. The shedding of innocent blood wickedness, perversion, sexual immorality. Hello, days of Lot. And it's, again, it's going to expand, it's going to grow, and it's eventually it's going to get to the point where we're going to see a parallel. And then that's going to fulfill, and I believe it's already, we're seeing this already into a springing into action, Luke 17, where we're, in the, we're paralleled as in the days of Noah and Lot. Now, we're going to pray for some folks, but let me leave you with this, because I always want to leave you with a redemptive hope, because people, listen, they don't understand our ministry, they see the headlines, they don't listen to our podcast, and they accuse us of spreading doom and gloom and all this nonsense all the time, and no redemptive hope, but it's just not true. So listen, here is the good news, here is the silver lining of it all. That if you go to Luke 17, let me go back up here. And you go to Luke 17. And 
when we get to verse 20, uh, let's see, in verse 26 in Luke 17, he says, as it were in the days of Noah, so will it also be the days in the son of man. They ate, drank, married wives, given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Noah and his family was not destroyed. I want to say that again. Noah and his family who were found righteous before the Lord, they were the remnant of that day. They were not destroyed along with the wicked. They entered the ark, the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, drank, bought, sold, planted, built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, Lot and his family went out of Sodom. Then it rained fire and brimstone upon the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities of the plains, and then destruction came. Then the wrath of God was poured out. Then judgment came, but it did not come upon Lot and his family. Why? Because they were found righteous in the eyes of God and God delivered them. Come on, I'm trying to give you a redemptive hope today if you're willing to receive it. Now, I know there's people, I know there is denominations, preachers and teachers out there that are constantly berating you with this mindset that if if they interpreted the scriptures like they're constantly preaching to us like it's going to be, then this whole story would have read different than what Jesus' account would have been. According to them, Noah and his family would have been destroyed with the evil and wicked people of Noah's day. If they was to give you this account of Lot and his family, they would have told you that Lot and his family were there in the cities of the plains when the fire and brimstone came and they were met with fierce judgment as well. But friends, that's not what the Bible says. I don't care what, tra- listen, unless you've got in a complete misinterpretation of translation, I'm telling the King James, the new King James, the new living translation, the amplified, the new American standard, the whatever translation you're reading, unless it's been completely distorted, they're all going to give you this account of what I just read to you. And they all tell you the same thing. And that is that God made a distinction between the righteous and the unrighteous, between the wicked and those who were not wicked and I'm telling you that when we study the scriptures these things were written for our admonition they were written to cons- to, 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 uh, to console us to give us hope to give us a redemptive hope to know why do you think Jesus said in Luke 21 28 when you begin to see all these things things coming to pass upon the earth he said to what did he say he said to look up and lift up your heads and lift up your eyes for your redemption is drawing near so you say what are you trying to say preacher i'm trying to tell you that seeing a six-year-old go into a school and shoot up a teacher and see uh pills that are readily available in pharmacies that someone could come and take willfully take 
by their own choice, take the life of a human being. When you see this, when you see teachers overdosing on, and on drugs in front of their students, when you see stories like this, it is giving you the, uh, the, the, it's solidifying to you that the days of the son of man making his appearance are even at the door. And I'm trying to give you a redemptive hope today to show you that while we can focus on the negative aspect of this, the positive aspect of this is that Jesus Christ is returning again for his bride. He is coming. Come on. Hallelujah. But listen, until that eastern sky splits, until that trumpet sounds, until we are caught up in a moment in Twinkman and I, we have to live on this earth. We have to occupy till he comes. What does that mean? That means we're going to still have to go to work. We're going to have to live this life. We're going to have to pay our bills. We're going to have to do uh, at least normal human beings do that. People that have any dignity and pride about themselves and that are not leeching off the government and have no desire to work, no desire, no ambition to do anything productive in life. Come on. I'm talking to some folks that has families to support, uh, mouths to feed. Come on. Are you hearing me today? So listen, what I'm saying is, there's and, and on to, since we're talking about predominantly teachers today and classrooms and students and education, if you're watching this today, you're a school teacher, you are somehow, some way involved, some position involved in a school or an education system. It could be a college, a university, an elementary school, middle school, high school, whatever. Maybe you are. A, uh, we'll take it a step further. Maybe you're a nurse educator. You're an educator in any field in teaching. I want to specifically home in today and I want to pray for you. And you say, how are we praying? We're praying for protection. So if that's you today, we want you to receive this prayer. If you've got somebody in your family, maybe your mother, your grandmother, your uncle, your, your aunt, your, your cousin, your neighbors, your coworkers, whatever, and cl- just pray for them today. As we pray, lift them up in prayer because they need this. We need this because these are dangerous, perilous times. So let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for the word that you've given me today. Lord, I've done the best of my ability with the wisdom you've given me and the instruction of the Holy Spirit to to deliver this message. Um, Lord, showing us that we are indeed in perilous times and they are upon us. But Lord, we know that father that we serve a god who is well able we serve a god who is able to protect and to make a distinction and to defend we thank you that father we have angels at our disposal you said in the book of hebrews that there is ministering spirits that are given to the heirs of salvation you said in the book of uh, psalms you said that the angel of the lord encamps around about those who fear you and he delivers them out of their trouble so right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I lift up every individual under the sound of my voice that's listening or watching today to this broadcast. And you are somehow, some way, or someone in your family or co-worker, someone, an acquaintance is involved in some type of education system. We 
pray for your protection. We plead the blood of Jesus over you from the crown of of your head to the soles of your feet. May the Lord bless you coming in and bless you going out of your workplace, your place of education, wherever you go. May I declare to you, I declare in Jesus' name that may the, that the angel of the Lord is watching over you based on the scriptures of Almighty God. I thank you, Father, according to Psalm 91, that, Lord, that no evil shall befall them and no plague shall come nigh their dwelling. Lord, I thank you that they're dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty. Lord, and they shall not be afraid of terror by night, nor uh, uh, or the, the, the terror by day or, or the per- noisome pestilence at night. They'll not be afraid of, of terrorism of plots, assignments. I declare that every evil and demonic assignment that would be perpetrated against anyone in these fields will be exposed and be manifest and brought to the attention of the authorities in Jesus' name. I declare that no gun shall prevail against you. No knife shall prevail against you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in Jesus' name. Now listen, I, I've just felt a prompting. I didn't, didn't intend to go in this direction, but I feel a prompting to pray for our children. If you have children in schools... Uh, grandparents, if you've got grandchildren in school, again, preschool, elementary, middle, high school, college, come on, let's pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over our kids, over our children, over our grandchildren. We declared in the name of the Lord Jesus that no weapon formed against them shall prosper in Jesus' name. Lord, may you keep them safe. May you keep them hidden in your presence, O God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, I thank you, Father. May they let their light shine among their peer, among their uh, their students, among their uh, the other students in their classrooms, among the teachers, and among those in wherever they're at, may they let their light so shine among men that they may see their works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray this in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus and all God's people. Said, Amen and Amen. Listen, intimeheadlines.org, intimeheadlines.com. That's our main website. We want you to make sure you download our free app. It's available on Apple and Spotify. If you're listening by uh, Spotify or Apple, any of those platforms, uh, you could type in Intime Headlines, look for app, download it, and push yes to push notifications. If you're watching by Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, or by the main website, under the description of this video, there is a uh, a message that says, download our free app, and there's a link. Just click on that link. It's going to take you to a page. Click on that, and it's going to show you, you're going to be able to download our free app. It's going to show you how to do that and walk you through it. It's real simple to do that, and you're going to keep up with every headline and every podcast when it's readily available. If this ministry is a blessing to you, it informs you, equips you, and encourages you on a week-to-week basis, and you like to pray about because Becoming a monthly partner, or maybe give a one-time gift, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, you can do that two different ways. Right there on your screen, you can give electronically either through the app or through the main website, or you can give by check or money order, and you can make that out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's Monroe, Georgia, 306. 306- 
888-825-5555. As always, we appreciate your generous giving and support and partnership of End Time Headlines. Without you guys, we would not be able to remain strong and do what we do on a week-to-week basis. So we, we want to appreciate you and thank you. And, and we want to honor you today and your generous uh, partnership of our ministry. So we're going to sign off for today, guys. We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, on Tuesday, the 10th of January with another great podcast. Until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.